Hi, and welcome back to Cheeky Crypto. My name is Nick. And my name is Chris. And Nick, what do we got in store today? Well, today, Chris, uh, you know, we're going to... Just bear with me one second. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Just make sure nose. There we go. Right there. So we, today, we are going to basically have a look at the market, see what's been going on in the last 24 hours, see, uh, you know, where blood has been spilt and where some purchasing opportunities may lie. We'll also have a look at some areas where we're slightly wealthier. We'll have a look at the entire crypto space and kind of give a bit of an overview there. And also get into the live chat, Chris, see how everyone is doing, um, see if we can answer a few questions, have a look at a few charts and hopefully have a pretty relaxed uh, Monday evening stream after potentially, you know, a stressful day at work. You never know. Um, so yeah, before we get into it, guys, you know, if you do find it useful, informative, maybe even entertaining at times, then do go ahead and hit that like button. We both really do appreciate that. And of course, if you happen to be new to the channel and you'd like to stay up to date with the uh, new cryptocurrencies, the hidden gems, the technical analysis and news, then why not go ahead and subscribe? By subscribing, you will be kept up to date with absolutely everything we do here. It is free. You'll stay well informed, so why not? And of course, you know, by tapping that bell, you'll get all those juicy notifications and you definitely won't miss a thing apparently <laughs> <laughs> on that on that note just make sure you you when you click the bell you click for all notifications um apparently that's the reason but i don't know i'm not a believer <laughs> yeah to be fair guys like we're having this to and fro with youtube just trying to figure out why some notifications just seem, seem to be reaching you guys but nonetheless um hitting the bell and at least we can appease the YouTube gods. Um, right, let's Chris, let's jump on down and take a look at the uh, the market and see what's been going on. Let's do it. Fantastic. So here we have uh, Coin Market Cap. Um, so this is for the entire crypto space. I'm going to zoom in here um, and just give this a quick refresh so we get a more up to date uh, list there. So the market capitalization is 1.6 trillion dollars. So slightly dipped today. Um, we obviously have trading volume of 86.2 billion dollars. Bitcoin's dominance is at 41%, with Ethereum being at 19.4. We have 10,313 cryptocurrencies, which is an awful lot of cryptocurrency. Um, so it's important that you do some solid research on those particular projects. So some of those cryptocurrencies would only have been created to part you with your hard-earned cash. Um, and those particular scam coins, or those rug pools, etc., they get quite sophisticated about how they try to convince you to invest in them. So it's make sure you do some thorough research. Do not just listen to one, two, three, or four different uh, influencers. Um, it's important that, uh, you know, the, the decision to invest in these cryptocurrencies is your decision. So you want to make sure that you're 100% confident behind everybody who's involved in that project and what they are trying to do. Um, and if you do solid research, I'm sure you're going to be fine. Of course, 10,313 cryptocurrencies is a lot. Some will obviously be, you know, scams. We've seen quite a few of those this year, but also there are going to be some absolute gems in there. So that research is absolutely key in helping you identify what is a gem and what is coal and you want to avoid. So pay attention to what goes on in there and make sure you do lots of solid research um, and no one can substitute that research. It has to be you that does it. Right. Let's uh, zoom on out here and uh, actually hit the watch list and see the cryptocurrencies that we're invested in and how they've been performing. So obviously we have Bitcoin here. This is down at 0 0.6. Uh, Ethereum is actually up at 1.4 with Cardano slightly down uh, or relatively flat at 0 0.05. XRP is 0 0.04. Polkadot 0 0.1 in the green. Chainlink 0 0.5. Litecoin 0 0.5. Um, Theater's had a really good day at 8.8 .8 in the green. Uh, we have 1.4 down for XR, uh, XLM. Uh, we have VeChain down at 2.4. Uh, we have um, Algorand here at uh, basically 2.8 in the green. Um, what 4.4 for Avalanche, 2.3 for Hedera, 3.6 in the green for Elrond. Uh, Zcash, uh, 1.5. Zilliqa, 3%. Pretty flat for the graph. Um, pretty flat for Harmony 1. Anchor's relatively flat. So there's nothing remarkable amongst these cryptocurrencies today. It's been a pretty interesting kind of static market, kind of just seeing what kind of goes on a little bit here on this Monday. Um, so after the weekend, so I guess some of these worst performers that we've seen, uh, we obviously have Singularity Net, but this one doesn't necessarily count because uh, basically they're starting up a new smart contract, AGIX. You would have seen this in your cryptocurrency wallets. 
um, hopefully by now. Um, so this one will eventually just cease to exist and AGIX will come in and replace it. Um, so yeah, other than maybe silos down 6.9, there's no real areas of opportunity, I feel, Chris. I'm not sure if you've been in the market today, uh, you know, paying attention or purchasing anything up. What's been going on your end, Chris? Yeah, not a day that I've been in the market. Um, yeah, you know, I, I did make quite a few buys when it was a, a, a little bit lower when it, when we had that initial dip. So, um, yeah, I haven't been in the market recently. Okay, um, and of course, guys, I'm just going to quickly bring up uh, you know the stock to flow model, uh, and this one's just important to see where we are in the cycle, where we are likely to end up going. And um, so again, I've mentioned a lot uh, in previous videos how we are right here, right in this particular kind of correction uh, going into June, and this is kind of what you saw over here again. Um, riding up into July. This was a July correction. And obviously what we've had recently is steeper than the previous year, but not as steep as what happened here. And again, this was uh, from the peak of April down to July. Um, and that way that bottomed out now, obviously. So we're somewhere between these two at the moment. Uh, we don't know the severity of whether this has bottomed out. I know a lot of people are calling for Bitcoin to drop lower. Um, but what's one thing that I'm very confident on when it comes to the stock to flow model and some of the Bitcoin dominance stuff and everything else that's happening in this space is that we are going to be looking to move above this line. Um, in the history here, we've never actually finished a bull run below this, uh, this value line. So uh, we are looking to get this spike up like we have done in 2013, 2017, 18 and obviously uh, what will be 21 and 2022. And obviously for those long-term investors up here is 2025. And um, so really looking forward to seeing that big run up in 2025. And obviously it's important to just mention that even if you did buy the absolute peak of uh, if the 2017 bull run, uh, then it's still, in theory, you are still in profit today. So um, yeah, I wouldn't be worried about that um, too much. So for me, like, this is where it's the main kind of um, cryptocurrency investments for that generational level wealth are going to be created back in 2025, 2030, or 2030. Um, so those are the times that I'm really looking forward to watching and seeing how that unfolds. Um, but it's always good to know where we are in the cycle and specifically where we are right now in terms of this stock to flow model for Bitcoin. And of course, we can bring up the Bitcoin dominance as well. And again, here we can see where we are, where we have been previously. So uh, we've actually fell down to 39%. Um, whereas uh, in the last bull run, we actually fell down to 37% before getting this retracement back up. We had a, this uh, retracement uh, a little bit here, not all the way. Um, and then obviously a bit of a pullback back in 2017. So it is a volatile way back up. But I am thinking that we're going to hit that 50% uh, Bitcoin dominance level at least before we start to see things really starting to heat up here uh, in the crypto space. And again, it happened in 2017 is this actually rose up to 67% for Bitcoin dominance before all those altcoins really went parabolic. And as a result, Bitcoin's dominance dropped down to 32%. That is the peak of the bull run, guys. That's when that happens. Okay, so what we're seeing here is pretty much what we saw over here. We're looking for this retracement on Bitcoin's dominance. Um, so we're looking for Bitcoin to gain some dominance in the space. Um, and then obviously those altcoins will go at a later stage and um, pulling Bitcoin's dominance all the way down. And that's when yeah, the bull runs theoretically over. So things are going to be interesting. We're kind of like halfway through. Nothing uh, too much more to, to really say on this side of things. Uh, obviously, you know, you have a look at Bitcoin's dominance. You have a look at the stock to flow model. You can have a look at the markets and you can take a look at individual charts. And they give you a good understanding as to how things are looking to form. Um, so otherwise, yeah, everything's not uh, not too bad in terms of the markets. Chris, um, do you want to get into that live chat and see how everyone is doing yeah so lots of people um talking about v chain nick and anchor should we have a look at the uh v chain charts and see what's cracking yeah sure let's uh let's take a look uh let me just load this one up and make sure that we get I like this. that let's vet into it <laughs> I saw let's ripple into it as a comment somewhere uh, on one of the yeah. XRP videos. <laughs> uh, let's jump on down and take a look at this. Okay, guys, here we have, uh, let me just get rid of that, cookies, let's get rid of that. Right, so this is VeChain to the USDT. Um, the daily chart and Binance is the data source here. Uh, we obviously have this on the daily chart and it's zoomed right out so you get a bit of a view on that entire macro picture. Now with this, we obviously have wave one, which I believe started over in March of uh, the crash in March, 2020. Um, that peaked up up here around August. We had the pullback, uh, which took us to November. Um, and then obviously went into wave three, which was the peak in around April time. And then obviously we're into wave four, this correction wave right 
right now, okay? Um, and obviously wave five comes after that and then that's the end of the Elliott theory, okay? The five waves to the upside. Uh, that's usually followed by something like an ABC or something like that to the downside. Um, so what we're gonna do is just zoom in and take a look at the most recent price action. Now we have to have an understanding as to what's actually going on from the bigger macro picture. It's been moving quite rapidly to the upside over the last a year and a little while. Um, and we are still moving to the upside. So right now we obviously are in this wave four correction. We do not know if wave four has finished yet, um, but wave four uh, typically is 40% of a move from wave three. So uh, if your value went up, uh, let's say, um, to $1, and then you would expect to pull back to about 60 cents during wave four. Okay, so it's about a 40% move. Now, ultimately, what you end up with here is something that's actually a little bit over that 40% move on most of these altcoins that we've had and experienced with this fourth wave so far. And that makes me feel that actually we're more than likely have actually bottomed out already. And we're actually going to have a very slow and gradual um, move now back to the upside. And it's going to be a very slow burn, I believe. Um, so what we're going to see is we're going to see lots of probably sideways trading, lots of moments where we reach key resistance levels and then shoot back down. So when we get into what's been going on here, we can obviously see this downward trend and we have this upward trend. We actually had that breakout event here. And then obviously Elon Musk tweeted things, Bitcoin reached a, a resistance line. And in fact, even VeChain here actually reached a resistance line. So being the fact that it reached this resistance and then you have Bitcoin uh, reaching its resistance and written reversal, you then have that um, further push down in price because Elon Musk potentially um, drove it down with a tweet a little bit further. All these things kind of coupled meant that our upward trend line actually got broken and it was broken on pretty much all of these altcoins, even though they were tracking against this upward trend. Ultimately, they all kind of got broken through here. Now, sometimes they've actually retested this previous area of, uh, of resistance on this downward trend and actually reverse that into a support line. And in some cases they actually went below that as well. And um, so in the case of VeChain here, we're actually tracking to go sideways just on the 386 area of the Fibonacci retracement. Um, and again, we are on top of uh, a couple of key things. We have our, um, it's the 100 moving average. We can see that just in amongst our candles here. Uh, and we also have our, um, our, our resistance line just here at 13.2 cent and then our upper resistance here at 15.2. Okay, so these are the kind of resistance lines that we're really struggling with uh, that we need to push on through as well as our upward trend line that will most likely turn into a resistance trend line on the upside. Um, and then obviously our yellow box, which is up here, which is the key area that we're looking to push through and get a closed candle above. So until we get that closed candle above here, we're not, I'm, I'm personally not very confident to say that, uh, you know, we would not potentially have more room to the downside. It's more likely that until we get that closed candle up here, we're going to be very volatile between several key areas. So this being 9.2 and 15.2. This is the kind of bandwidth, I believe, that we're actually going to start being seeing volatility through until we get that closed candle above this yellow area here. Um, and that's going to be approximately coming in at about 21.5 cents or something like that. Once we get that closed candle there, um, VeChain will really start to get some traction in my opinion. So right now we are where we are. We obviously have uh, an idea as to where the bigger macro picture for VeChain is likely to go, which obviously is to wave five, which takes this thing to about $1, $1.50 and potentially further more than that, depending on what else happens in the space. This is just technicals, which obviously only shows you what has already happened. Um, it does not actually show you what is likely to happen based on fundamentals that are yet to actually be issued into the space. So it's important that we also take a look at those fundamentals and understand what else is going on when it comes to VeChain adoption, um, you know, new dApps that are launching that could drive further adoption for VeChain, right? Um, so in this particular case, we cannot really analyze from the technical side what those fundamentals are looking like. But this gives us an idea as to everything that, that is currently out there, is currently being used, the projection looks like it's going to be around that kind of dollar level and potentially up to $1.50. And so the future aspects um, or, or potential here for VeChain just in this particular bull run is quite vast from its current position here at 12.5 cent. And obviously going up towards that dollar level, it's going to be quite phenomenal. But again, VeChain is one of those particular projects with such solid fundamentals that this thing has a long-term hold and long-term potential could, you know, far, you know, give you far greater returns on your investment than you may actually imagine. And um, it's really hard to actually see VeChain suffering long-term. Um, but Chris, do you want to talk a little bit around VeChain and, um, you know, how you see this thing going forward? Like for, for me, VeChain is just a, a solid project that, you know, has got real good use case uh, all over the world. And I know that lots of people talk around 
how it's centralized to to China, and that is just complete fud. I kind of feel like um, it, it's to to keep the price suppressed and stop people from investing in it personally. But um, there's just no truth to it. You've got massive players, um, be it quite a few in China. Uh, obviously, the Chinese government uh, sort of uh, partnering up with uh, VeChain as well. But, you know, they've got partnerships in in the US, Nick, and all over Europe, all over the world. I mean, it's it's just crazy the amount of um, partnerships that they've got. BMW, Renault, uh, Walmart in China, um, just to list a few, Nick. Absolutely. Super. Okay. Right. I think we've got super chat, Nick. Uh Razzle uh, mentioned this one uh, a few weeks ago. Hope Chris has had a chance to look at it. Low cap Oracle, 10 million market cap uh, with an ecosystem uh, they have, it seems undervalued. I have had a chance to look at this one, but not fully. Haven't completed my full look at it. Um, looks good. I mean, it's pretty cheap. I don't know if you can uh, get the details up, Nick. Yes, I mean, Razor Network is 11.5 cent uh, per coin. Um Looking at it, it's a 1 billion maximum supply of which only 9% is currently out there. Um, so that's a pretty uh, interesting kind of supply uh, currently out there, a circulating supply. Um, and yeah, I don't know too much about it, but as an Oracle network, I can imagine it's going to be a, you know, a huge player in the space. And it's definitely got the supply that could see this thing significantly run, right? At a market capitalization of $10 million. It's hard to imagine that this isn't going to do well. Um, but obviously, I would like to know more about the team. I'd like to get in more into the tech, see exactly how that's working, how it's operating, what kind of uh, protocols are put in place to bring that real world data on chain and all that kind of good stuff. Um, but if it's a serious contender for, for Chainlink and uh, in the same way that API 3 is, this thing could uh, could definitely do well. Yeah, I mean the the team is pretty good. They've they've got sort of expertise in each of the areas that I would be looking for. Um, for me, it's one that it's going into to a sector that's you know starting to get crowded, but it's not as crowded as say the NFT space. So it's one that uh, I'm I'm still looking at. I want to just look at the tech side of things. Uh, you know, I've looked at the team and the tokenomics and that side of things but i just want to sort of delve into to the tech a little bit more to sort of really sort of feel comfortable in any investment okay perfect super uh, thanks for that super chat um what else we got here nick um one harmony can we have a look at harmony we have got an interview coming up with harmony really excited for this one aren't we nick yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, and there's a few things we can talk about for for Harmony because uh, we've been we've been busy, <laughs> very busy. Been busy. Um, so let's actually start with the pool, right, Chris? Because um, let me just bring that up on the screen. So obviously, over the weekend, we had a little bit more time than we usually do, uh, working full time as I do. Um, but ultimately, you know, the pool's been a bit of a focus for us recently. So we were trying to really focus in on making sure that we can maximize those uh, juicy returns for you guys right so we have uh, now got a, a fantastic 38 million in the pool which is fantastic guys really appreciate that um so as we scroll down here we can see lots of things going on right so ultimately we're running currently on uh, shard one two and three i have shard zero offline at the moment i need to actually fix that one um and i haven't got time to do that so i'm just running on these three at the moment that's uh, that's not a problem so we're actually running on 12 slots at the moment and uh, what you'll notice is we kind of uh, we kind of launched, right? We went to the moon with our pool. Um, so over the weekend, we were able to take advantage of, I guess, people not paying attention to uh, their particular pools. They left open a couple of opportunities for us to sneak in and uh, assign some new keys, get some new um, new keys associated to the shards. And um, so we started off quite slow and steady. We increased from uh, seven keys up to uh, ten keys up to 11 keys and up to 12 keys, okay? So um, basically we were ending up with these pretty decent returns, right? We had the base rate of about 10%. So this is what I was talking about previously, how we wanted to stabilize the returns and then when these opportunities rise and um, take advantage of them. So we went from our base rate of 10% up to a 12.3% return. Um, and then obviously we went next day up to 137 uh, and then today, uh, or the last epoch that's just run, 14.8. Now, we're still running on 12 keys. It's the same as the, this particular epoch here. So we'll be about 14.5 to 14.8, something in that kind of zone. It'll be pretty much the same. Um, so that'll be fantastic. We'll obviously be able to uh, really, you know, 
maximize those returns. And what we're going to do here is um, basically, you know, keep gaming this system. I'll probably have to pull it down a little bit. Uh, we'll stabilize somewhere else. So then every time these opportunities come up, I'll, uh, I'll be making sure that we take advantage of them. And obviously Chris now working full time uh, means that I can educate him on how to also do this um, from the technical side. And then obviously he'll be able to monitor it all the times that I'm not able to monitor it um, and therefore maximizing those juicy returns for you guys. So some fantastic things that have been going on with the One Harmony pool. Um, Chris, anything else you want to add on the pool side of things before I get into the charts? Not the pool. Uh, just tune in on the uh, the twelfth of June for for the interview with with Harmony One. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, obviously, you know, being validators, we can kind of look at things from perhaps a different angle to to others. So, yeah, really looking forward to that interview. And I think you know it's going to be a, a real interesting one to to see what's going on uh, and talk everything Harmony. Fantastic. Right, let's get into the Harmony One technical analysis and see exactly what's going on. Let's do it. Fantastic. So here we have Harmony uh, to the USDT daily chart and Binance is the data source. Again, zoomed out on that daily chart so you can see the progress that this thing has had since the March crash of 2020 uh, with one, two, three, four and five pretty much in the same as uh, many of these altcoins are kind of forming the same kind of pattern, different kind of levels of, uh, of you know, degree of, uh, I guess, price discovery um, and in corrections, right? So wave two being flat, wave four is sharp. That's pretty much consistent. Wave three has different lengths depending on the cryptocurrency. And obviously these then predict different levels for wave five. Um, so ultimately this thing kind of sits out there about a dollar. Um, and that's kind of just where I feel it should be. Um, I think if we get in a little bit closer, I'll show you what's been going on. And a little bit more clarity over what the Fibonacci extensions are also showing. Um, but since March through to the, the low point of March 2020, and the peak of, uh, of uh, March 2021, we can actually see that Harmony One had an increase of 18,943%. So it has been doing significant moves if you're an early adopter of this particular tech, and um, which is fantastic. Now the crash uh, from the top side to the downside here was uh, you know, quite severe. It, uh, it dropped quite a bit. Um, but even from there to the current price, if you were an early adopter, you're about 8,000% in the gain in green. So some pretty good uh, returns have been made across there. Now we have lots of different trend lines on here as well. We have two upward trend lines that you can see here. Um, and we also have uh, a downward trend line over there. So obviously this is what was forming way back in the early stages of our run. We had the breakout event and there was the possibility of actually coming down all the way with wave four to meet this, uh, this upward trend line and find it as a support line. That actually hasn't happened. We actually fell short and that, so I drew this yellow box on here just as a warning, just in case if we ever did dip down there, we know exactly what was going on. We also have major resistance up at 9.1, which we're hoping to turn into support. So let's go ahead and deal, drill down a little bit and see what's been going on recently when it comes to harmony. Make this a little bit bigger so we can see the detail, right? Let's just drill in, right, there we go. Okay, guys, so we have that downward trend. We can see that quite clearly. We had the breakout event, then we had the breakdown. Okay, so this breakdown actually brought the price back below our, up, our downward trend here, right? So if I go ahead and actually expand this down, we actually broke down below this line and then we've broken up above it, which is a good key thing. We also found this a lower area of support just here. As I said, that's 9.1 cent. And we are battling this area of around 50% retracement zone. And the really unfortunate thing with Harmony One is it's had quite a few attempts at trying to push through this yellow box. And the same way that we just spoke about VeChain, uh, when it comes to Harmony One, it's exactly the same thing. We need to push all the way through this yellow box and get that closed candle above. If we're able to get that closed candle above this area here, it will put us in a really good strong bullish position to continue that motion to the upside and gets a lot more recovery behind us. Now, the problem that we've had here is Harmony One has actually had one, two, three, four, five attempts at actually pushing through the 702 and the 786 and it's failed every single time and every time it fails it has a major kind of pullback so what you saw here was a pullback um, which coincided again with bitcoin reaching a resistance line and elon musk also tweeting about bitcoin and um, so those two catalysts really helped push the rest of the crypto market down and um, so even though um you know it seemed unfortunate but a lot of these particular projects were coming up against resistance anyway so that reversal was going to happen what was the unfortunate here was it's actually pushed a little bit lower below our trend line here um, which is unfortunate we would have preferred to have stayed above there and found support on that 50 percent retracement area rather than turning that into another area of resistance for us so right now uh, we do have low volume the sentiment in the market is pretty much the same in the sense that 
there's still fear out there that no one really understands what's quite going on. Those are people who are a bit early, uh, also a bit new to the space that are not used to the volatility, so they're panic selling and potentially at losses, etc. Um, but right now what you're seeing is uh, the smart money kind of just sitting back waiting and holding tight. It can be frustrating, but once all of this is passed and uh, past us, we do have those uh, fantastic kind of euphoria moments once again. We are still relatively early. We know we're in wave four. We have an entire wave five still to come, which is that parabolic moment. Now, obviously, people will be buying into the wave five and they'll be buying, you know, the cryptocurrencies in wave five all the way at the end of the peak. That is how this space works. The idea here is that you become educated and preferably really early on so that you can take advantage of these scenarios. And on the way down is another advantage if you see it that way. You can see that ultimately when you're having a correction to the downside, you can purchase these dips and dollar cost average your position, building a bigger bag for the next wave to the upside. Um, now, obviously, you're doing fantastic if you got in there you know, during wave one and riding wave one up, even better if you're you know, really getting in at wave two. Buying in wave three, which I think is the majority of people, um, you know, when they're starting to actually take notice of these you know, particular kind of gains that we're seeing, we are still, you know, going to take advantage of that wave four pullback. And in doing so, we're going to enjoy the euphoric moment when we're in wave five. And um, so as frustrating as it is, you know, we need to have long-term vision rather than thinking that we're going to flip a quick buck within the next day or two. And we've seen several comments on the channel where you know people are expecting our price predictions to have almost happened instantaneously after talking about them. When actually what we're talking about, guys, is the peak of the bull run. And I think many of you guys who are with us tonight actually know and appreciate this. Um, it does have to be said, though, you know, ultimately, these are opportunities, if there are opportunities you can take advantage of. And um, you know, we are still going to have that euphoric moment towards the end of the bull run, in my opinion. Um, so when it comes to Harmony 1 here, it's going to be quite a long um, and probably stressful time to see Harmony 1 continue to trade sideways um, as it has kind of had goes through these kind of corrective motions. Um, but once it gets this close above here, we're going to have that breakout moment and we'll be moving Harmony 1 right back up to the upside, in my opinion. Now, I'm going to go ahead and place this onto the here. And what we're going to do is take a look at that uh, top level here. So the top extension level for Harmony 1 does come in at 60, uh, 76 cents, okay? Um, and again, that's a little short of our dollar prediction, but I do feel that a dollar is the most likely scenario, maybe even further beyond that, when we start taking into consideration fundamentals that are not yet included in this technical data. Um, so technicals only show us what has happened, and we will be looking at things that have yet to happen. So ultimately, I do think that we're going to start seeing significant gains in the future, and we do need to be patient with it. And um, you know, and the, the kind of the lower side of things, I can see this thing going up to fifty cent, sixty cent, and even seventy six in this case. And I'm pretty confident myself uh, with my position that uh, a dollar for Harmony One still seems incredible value, considering the kind of technology that they're actually um, have created and um, the future of this cryptocurrency. I can see some serious potential in it. And um, but Chris, is there anything else that you want to add on Harmony One? Well, we've got Crypto Nurse asking, when was Wave 3? Um, yeah, sure. So Wave 3 kick-started around the 28th of December, approximately. Let me just make sure I get the date right. Um, so it actually bottomed out on the 31st of December. That was the lowest low. Um, and it actually peaked um, up here on the 29th of March. Super. Thank you, Nick. Okay. Um, but, you know, anything that I want to add, I guess... Uh, to, to harmony is you know the, the team's doing some some fantastic things in the background i think we're going to start to see some of that come to, to fruition shortly and um yeah stay tuned for that interview really looking forward to that and uh hopefully we can all kind of get a glimpse into to what's that you know lies ahead i guess Absolutely. perfect uh, and we've got zero x um smart credit please i guess that's charting smart credit um, I'll have to have a look, see if it's one that we can do. Um, For those of you that don't know, this is a, um, a DeFi platform, I think. Yeah, so the problem that I have with this one is it doesn't really give us enough information to really make any good technical data from it. So I'll show you what I can see. Um, so smart credit token to the USDT, the only chart I can chart up is Bittrex. Um, and this is the daily. So there's not enough real information here to really make any good conclusive uh, analysis right it's not been here long enough um to really make sense of it so we obviously have huge pullbacks here 
Um, so it's really hard to know where the tops were, where the bottoms were, um, and what's likely to come in this particular scenario. We can see that the relative strength index was significantly oversold, um, and it is also looking to become oversold again soon. Um, but it's really hard to say for sure what is next when it comes to smart credit here. Um, there's just not enough data really, Chris. Okay. Sorry, I'm like answering a question. I could just talk, couldn't I? You could, yeah. <laughs> um, so so um, another question for Harmony, has it dropped from 100, uh, from 1,000 yet to, to 100, Nick? I don't think it has, has it? I don't think it's yet, not yet, no. Um, no. I can quickly check, but I don't think it has. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it hasn't just yet, but it is going to shortly, I believe. Um, perfect, okay. While you're checking that, uh, we've got River Runs Deep. Man, it sucks. I can buy my Lam uh, Lambo with Ada. Uh, I'm not so sure that would suck, right? <laughs> but the question is, are you going to buy a Lambo with your Ada? That is the question. <laughs> that is the question. I'm sure everybody would like to know. Um, okay, Silo is one that people are calling out, Nick, to, to have a look at. Um, sure, we'll have a look at that. I can't see uh, a date on the, the delegation for um, for Harmony at the moment, uh, but let's load up uh, USDT um, silo. That is. Okay, guys, here is silo to the USDT daily chart. KuCoin is the data source here. Uh, and again, we've seen some significant runs up recently with uh, with this particular project, but it is a micro cap coin, so incredibly volatile. It does not take much money to actually move the needle in these you know, really fantastic moves that you can see here. Now, obviously, we're going to get into this uh, most recent kind of decline and upward trend. And again, like I said earlier, right, with most of these altcoins, uh, they all had this downward trend and upward trend forming. Um, and then obviously that breakdown moment after it came. And so we had the breakthrough breakdown and um, so right now we are where we are and what we're looking to try to do is obviously get climb back up and see if we can get back into this regular trend line here or wait a little while and see if a new trend actually starts forming now when it comes to um, silo here the volumes are very very low and um, generally speaking what tends to happen is uh, during these kind of big kind of corrections and the whole market gets so much fear and it kind of gets shaken out money comes rapidly out of the micro cap coins and they tend to pull it into projects that they feel are slightly safer. Um, so ultimately, you know, these really low cap coins are the first ones to kind of majorly suffer from, uh, I guess, fear in the market. These are where places where people find it riskier. So they generally take their money out of these micro cap coins and then go throw it into something maybe like Cardano's ADA or something within the top five or top 10. Uh, generally that speaking, that's where they feel a little bit safer to put their money. So um, they generally speaking, do take it out of here, unfortunately. And this is quite clear when you start seeing the volume. It doesn't come back in in the same way that it comes out. And um, so right now, when we take a look at this particular decline here, we can see significant kind of bottoms hit being found. We can see that upward trend had formed, breakdown that recently um, formed here. And what we're waiting for is to figure out what the next move is. We are actually placed in a reasonably well from our relative strength index point of view. Um, but the problem with this is, you know, it is still quite high considering the number of uh, the amount of fear that's in the space. So at 40 level, um, you know, I'd expect to see this more towards 35 shortly. Um, so we're looking for find some good, strong support lines when it comes to silo. Me personally, I'm just holding tight to this one. Um, and I'm going to be riding this one probably for the majority of the year and seeing what it does. Um, and again, I feel that we have a, an opportunity down here at probably 0.004 of a cent. And um, that seems to be a good support potentially down there. There's also um, potentially right here at uh, 0.0048. Okay, so there's a couple of good support lines being formed just here. So watch to see how low this thing might actually fall back down to find that support and get the reversal. Um, but we do need to see that volume really coming in in order to really take advantage of that. Now up here is our yellow box. This is the target area that we're looking to try to get into. And it's going to be a pretty big journey all the way back to the top here. So we are looking to really take advantage of several things in the market. It's going to take some time. I imagine it's going to take quite a significant amount of time to climb this distance. But once we get above this area here, past our 1.1 resistance line, 
then we'll go ahead and set some pretty good um, price discovery for Silo, I do believe. And this project is doing some pretty good things in the world. So I can like to think this is going to perform well during 2021. But I believe that this project may even do better in the near, uh, in, you know, in the bull runs to come. Um, and if this is the case at these particular prices, they definitely seem like an opportunity that you might want to take advantage of. Um, so I do feel that I'll probably be keep adding to my Silo bag uh, as the months go by. Um, and yeah, see how things unfold. Right now we can see a Fibonacci um, kind of topping out here at about 5.1 cent. Um, but I do feel this thing has so much potential to go significantly higher than that. Again, it has low circulating supply. Um, it has next to no money in it at all, that it's uh, hard to think that this thing doesn't uh, have that kind of explosion to the upside in the near future contained within it. Um, but anyway, at the moment, the sentiment in the market is not there. And uh, when that changes, we will see changes in the patterns and things will start to reverse and go back to the upside. But Chris, is there anything else that you want to add on Silo? Just think this project's a really good project. We know that obviously it's going to be a bit more volatile. We've kind of openly said that from, from the moment we invested. Obviously, it's a, a low cap. It's relatively early, so it's slightly higher risk. But Overall, I think this project's going to do really well. Uh, and we've got a good track record of picking them uh, at that sort of price range, haven't we, Nick? Absolutely. And uh, there is a comment uh, in the chat, Chris. Nick has a new a new T-shirt. Uh, I he don't, does. I don't, guys. It's not new. It's, um... it's new to everyone apart from Nick. <laughs> this, is, this is what I wear <laughs> under my grey jumper. <laughs> it's just really hot, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> I'm surprised you're wearing your hoodie, Chris, but it is very, very hot here at the moment. Yeah. Anyway, right. Let's um, let's move on. Um, T fuel, uh, very strong last few days. Can we have a look at that one? Um, yeah, I can. I've never actually looked at this one before, but uh, let's take a look at it. Okay. I say I've never looked at it before. I've never charted it before. It's probably the best thing to say. Um, it mm. definitely does seem to have performed quite well recently, actually going up significantly. Um, and again, um, for those who don't know, this is the gas token for the theater network. Um, and again, um, looking at this on the daily, it seems to have performed well. Uh, what was this? Must have been the March crash. So here we can see very, very flat uh, second wave there, sharp to the third potentially now having a breakout of, uh, of the fourth wave here to into the fifth. So really interesting to see how this one plays out for sure. Um, so again, what we're going to do is see some significant uh, pieces of information when it comes to T-Fuel. Um, right, so the first thing we need to do here is actually find our key areas to put a Fibonacci retracement tool on. Okay, so obviously the, the instinctively you're going to want to do that, um, which is right to a degree, high to low. Um, it bottomed out down here and obviously went up to the top end and you can see this breakout event uh, as it passes through the 786, right? That happened today and it continues to grow from here. Now it is overbought. So um, if you look at the history here, it's actually gone quite high, like 96.6 is very, very high for a register strength index. It only goes to 100. So we can see that actually going up into the overbought, it can survive up here for quite some time. And during this particular moment, we saw what was happening over here. Um, so there's good potential here to continue this right to the upside when it comes to this Fibonacci. Now, before I get into that, I do want to just highlight this. Okay, so if I just zoom on in here um, and grab hold of our rectangular box and uh, we'll find that 618 and the 782. Okay, so what we see here, let me just zoom in and expand this. Right, so as we were having this correction to the downside when Bitcoin had basically pulled everything down, we bottomed out. We had this recovery, finding resistance up here at the 618. And um, we actually went up to the 786, got rejected, pulled all the way back down. We found that resistance again, and then we had that breakthrough, right? Once we had that breakthrough, retested this area just here, the previous area of resistance, um, and then obviously pulled down a little bit, too much buying pressure, and it's really taken off from there. So this is what we're looking for when it comes to many altcoins, right? So if you take one harmony we spoke about earlier, it had four attempts at trying to push through this yellow box and got rejected every time. T-Fuel had one attempt, got rejected, and then really broke through back testing to confirm the breakthrough and has now gone ahead and done exactly what you would expect it to. So that's a really good move. Um, so fantastic there for, to see T-Fuel performing so well. What we'll do is we'll put this back up over here 
and talk about what's the expectations. It's found resistance at the moment on this previous high area here. So we know the resistance has been forming just up here. So again, I'm just gonna go ahead and grab this yellow box. I'm just gonna make this quite a narrow area. What we'll look for is a close area above this, right? So what we want to do is close a candle just above that yellow box. So then come back down and retest that area and to confirm that it's now support rather than resistance. So we'll expect that to happen in the next few days or so. Now, obviously being overbought, we'll have to expect to see how that continues. There are a couple of things that are worrying me with being overbought the way we are. One is this fantastic volumes come in, but it's already slipping a little bit. Okay, so the macro view is a decreasing volume whilst we're pushing the price up. That means that you're running out of steam. It'll only go so far before you have a pullback. Um, and the other thing is on the micro view, it's actually increasing. So there's a bit of a battle of wills here between the bigger picture and the sort of here and now kind of picture, right? So we have to be paying attention to these things to see which one of those narratives is going to win overall. Right now we're having a pullback. So if I were to pull this into our hourly, we'll see how that volume here is setting right at the top and we're having an immediate kind of pullback in terms of volumes. This is actually a good um, position because that decrease in volume whilst you're correcting protects the price. So right now we're finding and stabilizing just here, no longer overbought on this hourly chart. That gives us a maximum amount of potential to continue this rally to the upside in terms of volume and in terms of relative strength index, which might help us actually push through this yellow box and get that closed candle above it, which would be fantastic for price discovery of T-Fuel. Um, so all these things are looking pretty good on that hourly. Um, so let's take a look at the daily again. And um, this time what we're gonna do is actually zoom out a little bit and talk about where we're likely to go. So the first price target that you'll probably find some resistance on is gonna be about 83.5 cent. So at 83.5 cent, imagine there's gonna be a bit of resistance here. Let's hypothetically say we do break out we back test down, we have a little bit of a run up here, we'll find resistance somewhere around here before getting another correction, before having another breakout event. Usually speaking, that's generally how it will go. Um, it doesn't always go that way, but generally speaking, you'll find resistance at these key areas. So 83.5 is your first one. After that, you'll go up to 126, there'll be volatility and probably find resistance just up here as well. Um, and then once they'll get past all of those kind of hurdles, you go up to the next level, which will be $1.68. After that, $1.95 at the top there before potentially maxing out this particular run when it comes to T-Fuel. Now, obviously, again, like many of these particular projects, the technicals only show us what's currently out there and existing. Um, it doesn't show us if there's any changes to the ecosystem or anything that's gonna be new in addition to T-Fuel. And if there are new things happening to theater that could potentially you know, enhance the rally for T-Fuel and T-Fuel adoption, then ultimately it could go significantly higher than this. But with that being said, the technicals just will not show us that at this stage. We need to see how things react going further forward. So right now, yeah, absolutely doing really good stuff here for T-Fuel. It's been performing well. Um, we can see how it really did correct remarkably well from that low end area here, got through that resistance line um, and really is now pushing up into the next level of resistance and uh, before going up and setting some all time highs, right? So um, it's really good to see this uh, particular project performing so well from where it launched through to where it is today. Um, so yeah, T-Fuel is doing really well, Chris. Perfect, thanks Nick. And then we've got another one here, opinions on SparkPoint. So this is a, an exchange, I think. It's not one I've come across, Chris. What's your opinions? So I think this one has been going since like 2019. I haven't looked in it uh, in, in much detail, but it is on one of those sort of radars of mine for for exchanges, but I don't know anything about it other than, than it's an exchange, to be honest, Nick. Okay, so I mean, it's got, uh, I think, 13.8 billion um, tokens. Uh, it has no maximum supply, so it's uh, you know they'll continue to mint them if they need to, uh, or as per their white paper. I don't sure what's in there. Um, circulating, uh, I think, is 8.1 billion. Market cap, 41.9 billion dollars. Uh, sorry, no, 41.9 million dollars. Don't know why I said B. Um, so yeah, it's actually quite affordable, but there's a lot of coins. Um, and again, for an exchange that I'm not really that familiar with, not sure how. Uh, well, that's going to go. And I also do not know what the use case of this token is either. Um, probably one to really dig deeper into, Chris. Yeah, it's it's like it could be it could be, you know, one with potential. But like you say, Nick, you know, for me, all the exchange tokens seem to be doing really well or, 
look look to be doing well in the future so it'd be interesting to to see how it goes and i think as the market sort of evolves and becomes bigger um you know that's going to um, give opportunities to, to more more exchanges so i'm interested in exchange tokens um but we need to do some proper research on some of them fantastic Start point being one of them <laughs> <laughs> super okay um what projects are you looking to accumulate during the bear market? So that one's from Crypto Nurse. What are your thoughts, Nick? Um, definitely ADA. I want to accumulate a lot of ADA during the bear market for sure. Um, I still want to probably accumulate XRP, uh, Stellar, um, Bitcoin. Um, I'm not sure about Ethereum yet. I think I'll accumulate quite a bit of Polkadot. Um, VeChain is an obvious one. Harmony is an obvious one. I'll probably get a, a stack of DSLA. Um, I'll probably end up going for quite a few strange strange and smaller coins, right? So obviously AGIX um, would be a no-brainer. Um, I'd probably also be going after API3. Um, Anchor, yeah, One Harmony. Uh, what about you, Chris? What, what, are, what kind of tokens and coins would you be going after? There's a whole host that aren't even out yet, so... Yeah, so I, I think I'll be looking at more more ADA. I just don't think that my position is is where I want it just yet. Um, so more ADA, more AGI, um, World Mobile. I'll be accumulating um, the hell out of that one. Uh, DSLA, again, I'm going to be stacking that one up. I think that one's a, a real hidden gem. Um, I'm still looking at tele, uh, Telecoin. Um I'm interested in that one. Still super cheap. Um, so I might accumulate that in, in the bear market uh, silo. There's there's so many good projects. You know, Moonbeam will be another one that I'll be accumulating. Consumer. Um, yeah, consumer. Yeah, there's yeah. just so many good projects. It's just, the thing that we need to really do is sit down and um, take a look at the portfolio and build your portfolio, at least in my opinion, across industries. Make sure you have the majority of the industries that you want to be invested in kind of covered from a blockchain perspective right supply chain tick smart contracts ticked um you know um oracles ticked right there's you've got to kind of really think about those kind of things in my opinion and so i would be really analyzing what industries do i want to make sure that i'm covered um and make sure i got good positions in some solid projects that sit within them yeah and harmony one would be another nick i'm going to be accumulating that as well so yeah there's just so many there, there really is but you're right we've got to sit down we've got to look at the the portfolio i think the the portfolio is going to look completely different um you know come the end of this bull run for sure mm. um yeah I, I do like the bear market you can just really get stuck into product uh project um reviews and really understand the project inside and out and everything that they're doing and then accumulate and just work on dollar cost averaging positions um it's quite a lot of fun yeah, Matic would be another one, Nick. I'm going to be accumulating that in the in, in the bear market as well. Like, we we do a video on that for for sure because um, yeah, yeah. I don't think people truly understand it yet, and it's one that I've been invested in for a, for a long time. Um, and with poly with it being Polygon now, the there's a bit of a change there, so it'd be interesting to sort of cover that off for people, um, in, in a video, just a standalone video for that one. I think would be would be really good um so if you're interested in matic or you don't understand matic when we drop that video do give it a watch because it will be really good um i'm gonna do it i'm gonna script that one nick <laughs> that's fantastic we'll need a, a teleprompter just to feel that we're one of the proper youtubers yeah so you feel like an actor <laughs> <laughs> i'm only kidding um anyway jokes aside jokes aside should we have a look at cardano on that note uh cardano's ada sure let's uh let's jump on down Okay, let's uh, take a look at Cardano's ADA to the USDT. This is daily chart and Binance is the data source here. Um, so obviously taking a look at this on the, the kind of the macro view. And we've done this quite, quite a few times. So you guys should be familiar if you watch some of the other videos that we've done. Um, but ultimately, like we have with many of these altcoins, there's five waves. Uh, we can see wave four where that's kind of bottoming out just here. Uh, and obviously wave, wave five potentially has uh, the ability to go, right? And obviously we have that as uh, somewhere between $7.20 and $10. Uh, 
um, but obviously has the ability to go significantly higher based on those fundamentals that are just not included in this technical data. Um, so what we have here is obviously this upward uh, wave one from March 2020 up to the peak of, uh, I think it was July, August of 2020. The correction comes down to uh, late September, November. Wave three peaks up up here in May. And then obviously we have the pullback, um, you know, which is where we are right now. And again, wave two is usually 50 to 60% of wave one. And wave four is usually a correction of at least 40% of wave three. Um, so in the case of Ada here, it's actually falling a little bit shorter of that, I believe. Um, but nonetheless, it is uh, still, you know, finding good ground and good support where it is right now. Um, so let's take a deeper dive on what's actually going on recently here when it comes to Cardano's Ada. Uh, let's just expand this up a little bit. Obviously, we did a video um, quite a few times actually just talking about that $10 price range and how we can justify just justify it from a fundamental point of view, even though it's not quite within the technicals just yet. Um, but we still have this downward trend. We have the upward trend. We also have the breakthrough and the breakdown. And we're currently trading sideways here. Now, the good support line comes in down here at $1 exactly. Okay. And uh, this is kind of supported across here uh, against many of these wicks that were kind of coming in. So that seems like a good solid area um, for the bottom. But of course, it can go down to 80 cent. Uh, as a potential line there, but we also have this 200 moving average as well, which could also be forming good support for us on that journey. Um, so what we're looking for here is how we are currently still below, above the 50 and 100 moving averages there. And um, we are trading sideways with resistance up here at that 50% retracement area. We found resistance up here also on the 618 as well as our $1.83 uh, resistance line. This resistance line is something that we found quite consistently uh, being a problem for us. Uh, we had that breakthrough, Bitcoin's pullback, uh, and obviously we are where we are right now. Um, so again, let's go ahead and take this uh, a step lower. We'll go into that hourly, expand this up a tad, um, so we can see what's going on in a little bit more detail. So when it comes to uh, the current performance here, we obviously have uh, this motion where we got to above this area here of $1.83 and um, being pulled down a little bit. We had a little bit of support found on the 200 moving average, rallied a little bit higher, turning the 100 into support before Bitcoin again pulled this thing back down. Again, trying to find support on that 200 moving average. You can see it kind of riding up here, um, but has fallen down a little short right now. So ultimately we have um, the 100 moving average crossing the 200 moving average. And we do have that 50 moving average actually forming a bit of resistance right now. So in all accounts here on this daily chart, we are basically below value. The 50 um, moving average, the 100 and the 200 moving averages are above the current price of ADA. So uh, you think about it this way, ADA's price is below the average price of ADA's of ADA, right? So um, right now we know it's uh, below value, at least according to um, 50, 100, and 200 days. Uh, sorry, uh, hours worth of data. Now, when we look at the register strength index, we have this pulling down towards 40. That's a good area for a good reversal. So we were watching this space quite closely. And again, this seems to be a good area of, uh, of basically resistance being found or support being found just here. So we are not likely to drop all too much further. That's backed up by the support lines that are gonna be forming here, but also the fact that we are quite low on this register strength index already. Um, so right now we are looking to get that reversal and push on through. Um, and try to get up here and we'll find probably resistance again in this area. I imagine that we're going to find um, sideways trading for a little bit longer here, but uh, with everything that's going on with Cardano, I don't think it's going to be long before it really starts to rally back up again and starts going after some fresh all-time highs. And, uh, you know, it's hard to imagine that this thing isn't going to be that power horse that we've kind of been speaking about for a while. And um, with everything that's been going on through to smart contract functionality going onto the test net, um, and the, the launch of that in just a couple of months from now, ushering in smart contracts. And um, we'll see hundreds of companies potentially moving over from Ethereum over to Cardano. And of course, you know, new dApps being built on the Cardano ecosystems, new DEXs being built, native assets are already there and will start to have the use case around them. And, um, you know, all of that sort of stuff going on with Africa as well, Ethiopia, and the scalability with that prototype of Hydra. This thing is really starting to get a lot of momentum behind it and nothing has really even started from a, a use case point of view. Um, so once we start seeing all of this kind of Gogan stuff going to get issued and put out onto the network, this price I feel is going to absolutely represent the fantastic work that IOG have been doing. 
So it's hard to imagine, guys, that this thing is going to stop up here at $7.20. And it's hard to imagine that even $10 is going to be the barrier for Cardano's ADA. Um, I know that everyone's going to say there's a lot of uh, tokens, 31 uh, uh, billion of them currently out there. Um, with 45 billion as, as the maximum, right? And um, yeah, there's a, no, there's a lot of them, but this is also the world's most decentralized network. And um, there's lots of people who have significant portions actually staked long-term. There's uh, institutional investors who are also invested in Cardano as well. I can see this thing moving quite rapidly and I think it's gonna be a bit of a beast to stop once it gets going. Um, so yeah, Cardano, I really do like the project. I think it's got some serious potential, not just in 2021, but then 2025, 2030, those are going to be some phenomenal years for Cardano's ADA. Um, Chris, is there anything else that you want to add on, on Cardano? Just that, you know, it's not just Cardano that are going to be doing some some amazing things in the world. You're also going to have projects on the ecosystem doing equally, you know, amazing things in the world. Uh, you know, World Mobile, for example, is just a prime example of that. And I think there's... There's going to be many more Coty as well. So, you know, for, for me, fantastic project, fantastic team, ultra, you know, decent tech. Um, it, it is just another solid project. And there are so many out there, but this one um, with, you know, the fact that the team are, are so active on YouTube and, and stuff like that is just, you know, it's really interesting and uh, really good for, for the project and the people that are invested in it. Um, and uh, it wouldn't be uh, Cardano without me uh, mentioning that we do run a pool. Uh, so you can delegate your ADA to the cheek pool uh, using the ticket cheek. We've got uh, 1,137 delegators uh, with about 23 million USDs worth of ADA um, staked in the pool. And we're actually uh, performing really well as a stake pool. We're um, at 16 point, uh, 6.16%, 6.16% <laughs> uh, APY, uh, which is above the average of 5.5%. Obviously, we expect it to average out over the year, but at the moment, we're doing really, really well. So some really juicy rewards. Fantastic. And um, Chris, I know we've been going for almost an hour now. I know there's one last super chat, so we should probably have a look at that one um, and then probably call this uh, the end of the stream. Should we get into that last super chat? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, ENT opinions slash chart. So, what are your thoughts, Nick? Yeah, I can do the chart in, but what's your opinions on ETN? This is yeah, Electronium. Like, yeah, like it's an interesting project. I'd like to see more talk uh, more PR and, and that side of things. So I think it's really difficult for a project to get traction without that. Um, so it'd be interesting to, to see how how they navigate um, getting that marketing sorted out. Absolutely, right. Let's jump on down to the chart and see what's going on. Um, so Electronium to the USDT daily chart, KuCoin is the data source. And uh, we've charted this up previously, so we already have on here several things. We also have our yellow box here. This is our Fibonacci um, uh, 618, 702, and 786 area that we need to push on through. Now, I've expanded this Fibonacci up a little bit, but if I go ahead and actually pull this down, over to here, you can see how that lines up with the 618, the 702, and the 786, okay? So this area here is what we're trying to actually target to push on through in the immediate future. Now, obviously, when I put that back here, it actually just looks like the red line of the 236, okay? So that's just a bit of a coincidence. But um, we have that downward trend. We have the upward trend. Obviously, with many of these altcoins, they all got invalidated, and we're actually still kind of trading sideways here. So we're waiting for a new um, trend to kind of form and see how that one plays out. Uh, as we are with many of these other altcoins as well. Now, the 50, 100, and 200 moving averages are obviously above the current position, have been for quite some time here. Um, so again, it is below the va average value of an ETN uh, token. Now, obviously, we were oversold. We've raised the relative strength index a tiny bit here. It's actually at 37, so it's still quite low with huge potential to move to the upside. But you're not going to see that until the sentiment in the market changes. Right now, the sentiment in the market isn't there. No one it seems to be, or say no one, but not many people seem to be actually wanting to um, you know, get behind this particular project right now. At the moment, this is actually still really, really low volume. And until that volume picks up, that sentiment is still going to be 
quite fearful and wanting to stay away from these cryptocurrencies. So again, with uh, many of these uh, altcoins, uh, low cap, uh, medium cap, etc., they get avoided during high volatility like this. They want to, uh, people generally want to uh, invest or put into safer projects, top 10, top 20 maybe. Um, and then they kind of get back into these ones once uh, the market tends to feel uh, a little less fearful. Okay, so volume is definitely the problem here when it comes to ETN at the moment, uh, as is the case with many of these cryptocurrencies. Right now, where it is on that register strength index has huge amounts of potential to move to the upside and really go after that yellow box. It isn't all that far away from the current price of an ETN um, or ETN, yeah. Um, so right now, we have... We just need that volume. They need that sentiment to change in the entire crypto space. Once we have that, once that changes, we'll see some pretty good uh, movements here, in my opinion, for this one. But as Chris does say, there are many things that help a cryptocurrency move along. Marketing is definitely one of them. Uh, building a you know open and interactive community is absolutely vital these days. And um, be that on social media, YouTube, or whatever it is. And um, so you do need to see a little bit more of that, and that kind of elements kind of come into fruition. With all of that, you start to see some good um, communities being built and then obviously around there you start to see significant volume and lots of backing and lots of positive chatter around cryptocurrencies so if we take a look at where things could go we have 6.2 as the first price target 9.7 13.1 and 15.3 those are the price targets associated with electronium um, but we do need to see a few of these thirst targets get hit and taken out first before we can be very confident on the direction that this thing is taking and again from march up here to down here uh, we can see that this is a very very steep correction it's almost um actually i'd say it's completely invalidated an elliott uh, wave theory okay and the reason for this is quite clear let me just um expand this down and out this way so if i go ahead and grab hold of our elliott waves We'll grab it from that March crash, which we, we indicate was our wave one. We have going into wave two here. We have wave three peaking up here, but wave four down here. Wave five in theory should be up there, right? Uh, we would think that wave five should be somewhere around here. The problem with this it has several different issues, right? So the first issue is we've crossed wave one. It is a big no-go for wave four. So if wave four comes below wave one, the whole thing gets scrapped. Also, wave three should not be the shortest wave. Um, and wave five here would be very, very extended. So right now, this is not an Elliott wave. We can go ahead and delete that. That is not what's happening here when it comes to Electronium. That's completely invalidated. Um, so we'd have to really analyze something different in this particular scenario. So right now, when we take a look at this thing, we obviously have some interesting areas of support and resistance. This one here is going to be a major resistance barrier as we go into our yellow box area here, which will start in at about uh, 1.3 cent, peaking out at about 1.6, going after some resistance areas at about 2.3, and then obviously all that journey to the upside. I think there's going to be a big uphill battle when it comes to Electronium to really go ahead and uh, see this thing uh, push and get some fantastic traction going forward. Um, but Chris, is there anything else you want to add on on Electronium? No, I don't think there's anything else to, to add, Nick, to be honest. Fantastic. Super. I think that's everything then, isn't it? Unless, have we just received another? Yeah, there's one last super chat. Um, is the bull run over? Also, a lunar price prediction. Um, so the bull run, in my opinion, is not over. Um, if you shoot on back to the beginning of this uh, stream you'll see how i talk about uh, the stock to flow model where the current positioning of the stock to flow is and obviously where bitcoin's dominance is now compared to what it was previously um, i'd say we're actually probably halfway through maybe a little bit further than that maybe three quarters or something in that kind of zone um i imagine that we'll uh, we'll start seeing um the peak of this bull run at approximately the end of the year beginning of next year but not sure if you're aligned to that chris yeah, completely aligned to that, Nick. Um, for, for me, we're, we're nowhere near done yet. Fantastic. And in terms of Luna, um, let me see what we can see here. I would say that we have about, you know, the the ability to go somewhere between um, 50 and $80 um, when it comes to a Luna uh, coin. Perfect. Sounds okay. good. Guys, if you found this uh, stream useful and informative, then do go ahead and hit that like button. We both really do appreciate that. And of course, if you happen to be new to the channel and you'd like to stay up to date with the new cryptocurrencies, the hidden gems, the technical analysis and news, then do go ahead and subscribe. By subscribing, you will be kept up to date with absolutely everything we do here. It is free. You'll stay well informed. So why not? 
Right, with that said, done and out of the way, we hope you have a fantastic day, guys, and we'll catch you all in the next one. Yeah, take care.